What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, Niner fans? Here we are. It's a week before the NFL draft, and I figured I'd bring my boy in, Rohan. How are you doing? I haven't seen you in a minute. I haven't talked to you in a bit, but how the heck are you doing, Rohan? Hey, you know me. I'm doing good. And, uh, I mean, a week before the draft, which means the exciting time starts now. You know, the offseason, it's dwindled down. But now we get draft time, which is a week before, like, we're, we're a week away. We've got a lot to talk about there. What do the 49ers do? Is there any players moved? All sorts of different topics, and I'm excited to talk about it with you. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to play a little intro, get everybody in, and then uh, we'll get right to it. All right, here we go. So uh, I see some comments there. It says, we better not get cousins. Uh, we trade up. That's what we do. One, and then Mimi says, one more week of this crap. It's draining. I feel like I'm being traded. What? So let's get off. Let's Let's start on that topic. Obviously, there's been rumors like crazy. Before the draft, there's always smokescreen. There's always crazy takes there's people saying that they're going to trade this guy the Niners are going to do this and obviously the 49ers news usually wrote revolves around quarterback last year was a little different because we had Debo Samuel drama and it was they're going to trade Debo this year it's they're going to trade Trey Lance and you know uh, yesterday rap sheet confirmed that the 49ers are taking calls what's your overall take and then Florio drops the Kirk Cousins and Trey Lance rumor and, and what's your overall assessment of the Trey Lance situation yeah, I mean, I just talked about this a little bit. Trey Lance's interesting situation. I think the the news itself isn't news in that we knew that if John Lynch said that if they if they were fielding call they they field calls at anybody, and mm-hmm. it's clear there's interest in Trey Lance. Florio started it with they potentially talking about trade uh, trading for Kirk Cousins at the deadline. Trey Lance would likely be involved in that package, but overall. I think that this isn't news. I just think it's more so disappointing and <clears throat> mark on the organization because they're the ones that leaked it likely. And your your guy just got back in the building. This is the first week they're in the building. And the first thing you bombarded with is you're fielding calls on the guy. It's good for it, it's good and bad in that obviously there's interest in Trey Lance indicating what kind of what, what the league thinks of him as a quarterback. But you don't necessarily want that. For uh, to have to to come out in your locker room. As for do I believe the 49ers will move him on draft night? 
just talking through it. It just doesn't it, it doesn't feel like it, this is the right time. If they do so, my guy Marco used the word irresponsible. I think that's a good word to describe it because if the 49ers do so, if Brock Purdy's healthy, this is a completely different situation because you have a guy who you trust, who you who you believe is capable of doing the job that is ready to perform for you, but he's not, and you don't know the timeline. Kyle Shanahan bluntly said we uh, six to eight months, which is week one to middle of the season, right? As, as for the timeline as to when Brock Purdy could return, you have uncertainty right now, and it's unlikely you throw Brock Purdy out there without practicing for week one. And so to me, because of the uncertainty, it would be irresponsible understanding not only do you need Trey Lance to potentially start week one, But you also need at least three healthy quarterbacks throughout the duration of the offseason based on how an offseason program goes. For the amount of reps that that are required, you don't want to tire your quarterbacks out. You need at least three quarterbacks. Are you going to roll with Sam Darnold and then two rookies? I don't think that that's a feasible quarterback room for the entire offseason. I think there's a reason that even with Trey Lance, you still need another quarterback. So... Financially, it doesn't make sense because you 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 spend two more million in dead cap to try and move him. I think uh, situation-wise, it doesn't make sense. But also for the fact that he deserves a shot and he should get the shot, understanding that Brock Purdy right now, you don't know his timeline. That's kind of where I'm at with the situation. Yeah, I think that's the take. That's the logical take is, okay, you have, again, and Kyle and John Lynch kind of said the same thing, you know, that, if Brock Purdy was healthy, this would be so easy. The decisions wouldn't even be that difficult, right? Like, But that's not the reality. Brock Purdy's injured, and he's it's such a question mark of when he's coming back. That to me, it would be actual malpractice if they traded Trey Lance right now, not knowing if Brock Purdy's going to be there um, week one. Because then you're going to put all your chips in on Sam Darnold on this offseason, and he might be your guy to come in and play games until Brock Purdy's ready, if he's ready. And then, yeah, like you said, they're probably going to get maybe a rookie in the draft. And then you got this guy that, you know, hasn't touched uh, a ball in the NFL. And then you're going to have to hope that he comes in and has a Brock Purdy type season if his name has to be called, right? So you go from, okay, Brock Purdy's on the mend. He's on the injured reserve. You got Sam Darnold and maybe it's DTR or whoever they're going to get. And you're going to, if Sam Darnold gets hurt or something happens to him and he's not producing, then you pull up the rookie DTR. And, and are you in a good position? You don't know. And and at the end of the day, you don't know what Trey Lance. So why not go with the guy Trey Lance that you drafted already? You gave up a lot of, you know, capital to get and, and see what you got in him. And I agree with you. I, I think it would be crazy to trade Trey Lance without knowing the situation of Brock Purdy. So do I think it can happen? It, it can happen because anything can happen. It's, it's draft day. If a team is desperate and they give them an offer they can't refuse, they got to look at it. It's a business. You know, they do have a win now window. Um a roster that's ready to win a Super Bowl. So if it's a guy they think in the second round, like let's say they get, you know, two second round picks or something, and they're like, oh my God, we can get a Cody Mock or we can get like a premium edge or something on the team, and you know they can start day one, your team gets better, but then you just have to pray and hope that Brock Purdy's healthy. So it's a tough situation. It's a business. So I could see it logically making sense why they would trade it, but it has to be an offer they can't refuse. But I mean, they did say that people are calling and to me, it's not news, like you said. It's one of those things where, okay, it's the offseason. People are calling about every player. I'm sure they've called about Brandon Ayuk, Debo, Kittle. Every team is fielding calls about every player. Whether they trade the player, that's the question. So, Right, and you talk about offer that they can't refuse. I think that that's important because when you talk about the offer they can't refuse, the 49ers 
they've been in this situation before and they've refused to move the quarterback. Offer they can't refuse. Obviously, you can't place a cap on that, but they had offers to move Jimmy Garoppolo. They had offers to previously move Trey Lance. I mean, they've had offers to move other players. They've 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 reluctantly uh, said no, understanding that you know the player was too integral to their system. I don't think that right now they're going to get an offer that they can refuse for Trey Lance, because I don't think a team before uh, I don't think a team gives up a one. I don't know if a team even gives up a two, let alone two twos, which is why it's difficult to understand where it's coming from. I think it is talk. This is the time where talk comes from. Obviously, you know, the 49ers and their leaks are always interesting at this point in time. They could leak it out. Uh Uh-oh. But they could leak it out as I get this back on. Yeah, they could leak they could leak it out because, I mean, it might provide them a benefit and uh, they assure Trey Lance behind closed doors. But, you know, it, it's an interesting situation. To me, I just think it does a disservice to the quarterback. After what you've put him through already this offseason, I think it does a disservice to a guy who's looking really for just a shot to compete. Yeah, I'd be frustrated if I'm Trey because, A, they haven't given him the stamp of approval. If I'm Trey, I'm like, okay, you really haven't back given it had my back yet because Brock Purdy, they gave him the – stamp of approval they said he's the leader of the clubhouse based on last year because you know he's the guy that if things were different if he wasn't injured boom he'd be our quarterback like it's that simple and Hendrick says I'm starting to think that Purdy finished at Eagles game healthy trade might have been traded by now so and, and a lot of people I think get that sense and that's why people are saying they might trade him because they didn't really shut it down obviously they said yeah if there's an offer we can get and we always look to benefit our team they've, they've said that many times and you're right, Jimmy was a guy they tried to trade, but they couldn't get that offer, right, that they were looking for. So they, they kept him around. So I'm sure they'll field calls. And, and again, if there's something that they're like, man, we, we'd be stupid if we didn't do this. Because here's the thing. If they have Trey Lance and he goes out there and he tears it up and then Brock Purdy comes back and they still like Brock Purdy, then boom, maybe midseason they can move him and trade him. And he gets a great value because, you know, you have a team, maybe Tennessee or Houston, they call, uh, you know what, Trey's not available right now. Come back to us midseason. But at the same token, Trey Lance goes out there and he stinks it up. Then you're like, oh, man, we could have traded him at the draft and we could have got something. Now we don't have any trade value. So it, it puts him in a bind. And at the same time for Trey Lance, you're like, man, just give me a, a backing. Just don't throw me out there to the wolves. I, I haven't had an opportunity. I haven't had a fair chance. I got the injuries. Now I'm coming out. I'm working my butt off. I'm working with Patrick Mahomes. And now I'm hearing that now people are calling to trade about me. I hope that John Lynch, when he speaks to the media, he he puts his foot down and says, look, we fielded calls, but that doesn't mean we're trading them. We're back behind Trey. Trey is on a be on our team. So that's what I'm hoping to hear from John next week to like just support Trey and kind of put that out there that, yeah, we're not trading them. Yeah, just because we're fielding calls, we're not trading them. But at the same time, I'd be stupid to sit here and say if they get an offer that's like, oh, my God, they can't trade them. Because imagine you get two first round picks. It's it's tough not to be te- you know tempted. So you you mentioned and I mentioned an offer you can't refuse. What is that offer to you if you're the 49ers for Trey Lance? Like what is what does that mean to you? To me, I think that offer is at least a one, okay. and that is tough because again, a one it seems unrealistic. Saw an offer. Uh, that uh, in, in, a re- in a previous stream where someone said 12 for Trey Lance. Now, the 49ers, I think, would seriously consider pick 12 for Trey Lance if it gave them a guy like Anthony Richardson or even a guy who could help them compete now like a right tackle. But 
I don't think that a team's going to give up a guy for number 12. We have to understand Trey Lance's trade value at the moment. Mm -hmm. The kid is coming off of surgery, a broken foot. He has no experience in the NFL. Really, he has, what, five quarters of experience. He doesn't have much experience in the NFL, 15 quarters or so in the uh, in the NFL. He's coming off an injury where you don't know how his athleticism is going to be impacted, and that's that's a big part of his game. He's also an unproving commodity, and he also has limited college tape. So at the point, I, I, I don't think that teams are going to be willing to give up a first-round pick. Also understanding you're going to pay him a fairly good salary, and he only has two more years of team control, or I guess, what, three more years maybe? Uh, yeah, three more with the, with the fifth-year option. So, you know, there, there, there are risks in, uh, in the situation. And so to me, that's why I don't believe that he's going to fetch that one, which is why the 49ers say offer has to blow us away, understanding they're not going to get an offer that blows them away. Yeah, I think that's the key is they're going to throw that out there and say, hey, look, we're fielding calls. Offer has to wow us. They're not going to get it. So in my eyes is, okay, that's what they're telling us. So they're not going to trade them. But if they do, that's going to shake up everything. And then again, it goes back to all these other rumors there are, because now you got people saying, oh, well, Mike Florio says, you know, they're looking at Kirk Cousins, that that kind of stuff. It's just complete, just hot take city. You know, I'm sure that the names were mentioned. I'm sure that Kyle Shanahan and, and has talked about Kirk Cousins many times. That's his guy. Like, he loves Kirk Cousins. But, but the 49ers, to just go out there and trade straight up Trey Lance to Kirk Cousins, to me, that'd be that'd be crazy because the whole point of having these younger rookie quarterback or contracts on rookie quarterback is so you can go out there and, and make sure you can sign Nick Bosa and Javon Hargrave and everybody else, you know, Brandon Ayuk and everything. So it just doesn't make sense in that. And I think that if the 49ers were to go out there and trade Trey Lance, they absolutely need a top-tier pick, like a first-round pick, which I don't think anybody's going to give for Trey Lance right now based on what you just said, you know, the inexperience. And then you've got to look at the draft class, right? You have a um, multitude of quarterbacks that are going to be taken in this draft. Will You have to look at that and say, okay, these other teams have a board of quarterbacks, you know, on their big board. Where would Trey Lance even rank on that list? Like, is he going to be higher than, you know, Will Levi's? Is he going to be higher than C.J. Stroud? You, you have to really analyze what teams may value him based on if he were to come into the draft this year. So that's another aspect that I don't think teams are going to value him over, you know, Bryce Young and Stroud and, and things like that. They're not going to sit there and throw a first-round pick to get a guy like him, you know, where um, there's a lot of other quarterbacks. So I don't know. I, I definitely feel that maybe a second-round pick could, could be had for Trey, but there's so unknown about him. There's so much that nobody really knows. I don't think they're just going to risk it because it is a risk taking him right now. So the 49ers, they're just going to have to take the risk that they, they took and see what they get. And, again, I think if they give him a fair chance, now you have CMC, now you have Kittle, you know, all these weapons that he really hasn't had at his disposal, and give him a fair chance and let him go out there. And if he if he's great, he's great. If, he does, if he's not, then you missed on a draft pick. It's not the first time that's happened. So um, I, I don't think we're going to see a draft day trade. I think by next Thursday night when it's all wrapped up, we're going to be sitting here posting, look, the end of the first round has come, and Trey Lance is still on the 49ers. That's my ultimate guess. Who would you say then is the most likely to be traded, if anybody, on draft night? For the 49ers, if anybody's going to get traded, I think most likely is Brandon Ayuk. I don't think he'll get traded, but I think because he has the most value, he would absolutely net you a first-round pick. Like He's going to get you a first-round pick. Oh, yeah. but he's better than any wide receiver coming out this in this draft. Um, I know there's, you know, talk of next week. I'm pretty sure they'll pick up his fifth-year option. 
Um, but that doesn't mean they're going to keep him on the roster and extend him. Uh, again, you never know. If the 49ers are going to move somebody, I think it's Brandon Ayuk. I, I mean, they've done crazy things. I didn't think they were going to trade DeForest Buckner a couple years back, and they sure did. So I, I that's the that's that's my answer. I don't know. Who do you think? I think if anybody was to be traded, it would be Elijah Mitchell. The 49ers understand that they have Christian McCaffrey. They don't need Mitchell to be a bell cow back. Mitchell's value might be at a, at a high, but they also understand his injury history. And if they can get maybe what they got for Jeff Wilson, a fourth or a fifth round pick for him, a mid-round selection, they could utilize that pick on a running back and get a guy with Mitchell only has two more years of team control, get a guy for a fourth or a fifth round pick, guy with four years of team control, and that really sets the window back for your running backs because Christian McCaffrey has three years left. Um, Tyron uh, Davis Price and Jordan Mason each have what would it be four three years left three as well because they they had a fourth and then now you have a four uh, four years left. So you know it's banking on it's it's trying to sell high because off a one year deal Mitchell's value would be lower next year if you try and trade him next year. You also don't know what his role will be, understanding that he's going to be the backup and you might want to give guys like. Jordan Mason a bigger chance because Jordan Mason showed that he could be a guy uh, that could be uh, of impact. And if he can prove to be a solid pass protector, uh, he has the receiving ability, in my opinion, if he can prove to be a solid pass protector, you know, you can trust him for more third down opportunities. TDP, obviously an uninspiring rookie year, but you hope that he could also improve fresh uh, in his sophomore year. And a guy who I like in the draft, a guy who was selected in that fourth to fifth round range was, is he about, uh, Abani Kata, I, I can't really say his last name, out of Pittsburgh, a guy with blazing speed, a guy who I think would be a good fit for the system, understanding its frame, good frame, and good speed uh, for, for the position, could be a one-cut guy, and I think he could work. And so I think you 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 definitely could see a player um, like him in the fourth or fifth round that you, you trade Mitchell for and then end up selecting a running back. That's a good point because I, I love Mitchell, but I feel like that might be a smart move because we don't know if Mitchell can stay healthy. That's the problem. And if you can sell high on him and get value out of him, you know, he was a, a six-round pick. And you turn him into a fourth-round pick, that's the dub right there. So, And they've done that many times with their running backs. Undrafted players turn him into a fifth-round pick. We've seen with Matt Breida. Uh, so I, I definitely think that that could, that could be likely. And, again, Ty Davis-Price, that's a guy that he didn't really have a great year last year because there was limited opportunities. Mason came up and stole his, you know, his snaps and everything. So, yeah. If they want to give Ty Davis Price some chances and more to Jordan Mason and then go get another gem in the draft like they always do, I think Mitchell would be a likely uh, uh, trade candidate. And I also think that they could package him in a deal with some draft picks to maybe move around in the draft. They could definitely do that, yeah. I don't think they're going to stick around with 11 draft picks. I, I know they have 11. I think they'll end, ultimately end up with like seven or eight just because they're going to be moving around and for jockeying for position. They might move – from like, okay, fifth round to early fourth round if they could combine a few picks here or there. So that's kind of the way I see how they're going to uh, be drafting next week. But, hey, they might still draft 11, but I, I would highly doubt it. I don't know. What do you think? You think they, they'd stick with 11? Yeah, real quick on that, on the Mitchell point, I see yeah. two questions, one from Tom Loomis and then another from Mimi B. You think Elijah Mitchell is trade value like that? So to me, this is the question I also got when I said Jeff, uh, Jeff Wilson. I hinted at it from the offseason last year going into the trade deadline that Jeff Wilson was a very good candidate to be traded and ended up being moved for a fifth-round pick. Now, it might not seem like they have value, whereas it's a running back, a depreciating position. 
it's also a backup, right? But <clears throat> when you understand the situation, teams have, have, have formulated an understanding that bell cow backs are not of use anymore. Having a highly efficient secondary back is very, I, I think it's important to a lot of teams, especially teams when you look around the league, are trying to improve that position, the running back position. A lot look towards the draft, but sometimes options in the draft develop a little slower. Um, Baltimore's tried it with a couple of options. They develop a little slower than you'd want. And so to me, I think that when you're talking about the draft, people might want a little more of a proven commodity for a day three pick, like a fifth or a sixth round pick. And I definitely think that the 49ers could look to make that uh, make that trade, understanding, guess what? It's a young running back. It's a very efficient guy. You've seen Mitchell uh, get nearly two and a half yards after contact, one of the best marks in football. He has two more years of team control. So I do think that there will be certainly value for Mitchell, even with the injury history that he has, understanding that he's proven he can be a bell cow back. Uh, in terms of volume in a game. He might not be in terms of a full season, but he can be a bell cow back and things like that. As for Mitchell and a few picks to move into the second, I don't uh, I don't think this can happen. Moving into the second round is really tough. To move from 99 to 60, that's the equivalent of a uh, two more third round picks, maybe even a second round pick needed to to move to make that jump. I think that the, the the disparity is going to be too much just for Mitchell and maybe two third round picks to be moved. I won't. I don't know if the 49ers are going to be able to move into the second round. I think they could move into the early third round. That's what I'd keep an eye on. If a tackle slides into the early third round, maybe a safety too, but more so if a tackle slides into the early third round, I think that that's where it is. And I, I don't think Mitchell's going to be significant. Like I don't think you can get a day two pick for him, but I think you can get a day three pick for him, and I think the 49ers would be willing to do so. Um, but going back to your point, about the draft 11 picks i don't think so i i know last year they they for the first time in the shanahan lynch era they stayed put they selected all 10 of their guys i don't exactly know the number of picks they'll end up making because some of their picks are in the seventh round 253 255 247 they might not move those they might just want to keep those because seventh round picks are udfas in my eyes yeah udfas that you want to lock into a four-year contract you don't want to lose them. Brock Purdy, the reason they drafted him isn't because they thought that he was much different than several other UDFAs. They thought that they weren't going to be able to sign him. So they they drafted him to essentially guarantee he was going to be on their team instead of letting him go to UDFAs and let him get a, a choice of his selections. That's where I view seventh rounders. But overall, I do expect some movement up and down the board in this class. Yeah, that's a good point with the UDFA as a seventh rounder. Essentially, it's a undrafted free agent, but you can lock him in for a longer period. And that's a, like, imagine again, like Brock Purdy, he's turning into a starter. He got this guy locked into a cheap, cheap contract. He's 900K. 40K, yeah. Yeah, man. So that's a phenomenal point, Rohan. Like, that is amazing. Maybe you're right. Maybe they won't trade those seventh round picks because that's like free players for four years each. Like, that's three guys and with the 49ers and the way they draft. That's three guys that could potentially be starters down the line. So that's a phenomenal draft strategy. And you got to give credit to 49ers and how they draft because that's what they do. They're backloading the end of their draft. They don't care about these early round picks as much because that's a lot of money when you pick a first round pick compared to a fifth round or sixth round or seventh rounder. And a lot of their guys turn into premium starters. You got Hufunga, um, you know, you got uh, Lenore who's really stepping in uh, to his own this year. So Dre Greenlaw, you know, that he earned his extension, but, for a couple of years, he was sitting there getting pennies on the dollar. So 
uh, George Kittle, you know, so they do a great job of developing talent. But I, I agree with you with what you said. Maybe if they trade up, it's probably going to be maybe mid third round because I don't know if they're going to have enough ammunition to go up into the second round unless they have to get a guy and they're like, oh, we got to. But then again, they might have to trade a player uh, to kind of move up. But I feel like they're happy with their roster. I don't see them really trying to make too many crazy moves. I think that their roster is set up. You know, they just need to get a couple depth pieces here and there. Um, one player I really want to get or a position I hope they really tackle, and I think they will because they've done a lot of research on it, uh, you know, according to reports, is tight end. And I, I think if they if they get a like their first pick in the third round, it, it might be a tight end. I think that they're going to go out there and at least one of those first three picks. If they stay put in the third round, was it 99, 101, 102? I think that tight end's a guy that they're going to absolutely take because it's a good tight end class. I think Sam Laporta, if he slips into that little groove right there, I think he's absolutely going to be a niner. To me, I think here, here's what I'll think. I, I won't rule out tight end early, <clears throat> but I have I think less that tight end might be immediately on their board at 99. Now, if a guy like Sam Laporta, who I envision will go in the early third, late second, is available, I would not mind the selection. It, uh, if the value is there, if it's BPA and you go tight end, I, I definitely don't mind the selection. But to me, for tight end, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I think there's significant value in uh, with the day three pick. I think that you can definitely get value with the day three pick. And when you talk about tight end, it's a position where teams don't view as highly. So a guy might slip because you've got guys, Luke Musgrave, Darnell Washington, where I don't really know where they're going to go. Are they going to go? Is there going to be a significant run on tight ends? If not, if it's like normal drafts, they might be sporadically placed through the first three rounds, and that's where you get good value in the uh, in, in round four and round five. So I don't know if tight end will be in round three. If the value is there, certainly, but I think that some other positions uh, might be there in round three where there's high-end value that you could still find in round three. The value can teeter off towards the end, but there's really good value in that middle round. Safety is a position that I'm looking at. Right tackle is a position where you might not be at 99. You might have to trade up, but right tackle, there's a drop-off after that first group. And so I think safety, right tackle, those are the two that I'm really looking at immediately. Obviously, if right tackle doesn't pan out, you look elsewhere. But if tight end, if the value is there, the guy you mentioned, Sam Laporta, then you take tight end at 99 or 101 or 102. Yeah, no, I agree. Again, if he if he's there, I think one of those spots, I mean, 99, 101, 102, you pretty much essentially are controlling the draft at that point. So, yeah, they, they may take him if he's available. But I agree with the, um, the right tackle. I think they're definitely going to take a tackle early, possibly their first pick there. 
Um, edge also, I know you say safety. I, I definitely think that safety would be an, um, you know, an option that they're going to look into. Obviously, I uh, know Jimmy Ward. They got Deshaun Gibson back on a one-year deal, but they definitely need to get a guy they can kind of groom for the future now uh, so he'd be ready next year when, when Gibson leaves. But edge to me, I don't know. I still feel like it's just lacking a little bit. Obviously, we got the best of the best. We got Nick Bosa. Um, and then you got Drake, who I think, you know, Drake Jackson, there's going to be a lot of expectations to take a big leap this year, you know, losing Ebby Cam and losing o- Omenahu and Jordan Willis. So there's going to be a lot of expectations on Drake, who was taken in the second round next last year. Uh, and then you got Austin Bryant, Clellan Farrell, and then, you know, Alex Barrett. I still feel like an edge um, is a logical pick there to kind of be a guy that can develop and take some snaps and, and help out. Because, again, Drake Jackson, the knock on him last year was – uh, he just wasn't strong enough to last the season. So maybe you get another rookie to kind of combine with them to, uh, you know, mitigate that loss of not being able to play a full season. So I don't know. I still think Edge is a guy that they're going to look into early. And I wouldn't be surprised if they take an Edge early um, in one of those three third round picks. But and that's another spot where we were talking about if the 49ers really see a guy they value and they can trade up a little bit to go get an Edge. I wouldn't be surprised if they did that. But I still think tackle might be the biggest need where they, they look into in this draft. Right. I think this class is, like you said, about value, right? And if they if they find um, edge value there, which I think there certainly could be, it's one of the deepest edge classes. I think edge to me is like tight end. I think they could definitely find good value on day three in the edge class, understanding how, value, uh, how, how deep it is. But obviously, given how important the position has been to them, I wouldn't uh, be surprised to see them double dip at edge. And mm. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they go um, early on as well. Because when I look at the roster, I'm trying to see who can I see in vision on that, uh, on that uh, 53-man roster. You've got Drake Jackson. You've got Nick Bosa. You've yeah. got Cleveland Farrell. I don't think any other player right now is a guarantee to make the 53. I think those three are your fifth, uh, are 53 guys. You've got a lot of tackles. Defensive tackle, you've got a lot of tackles. Yeah. And so I think they'll definitely look to draft one edge or look to hit the undrafted free agent portal for uh, pool for another edge. I don't know if they'll go with the third round, understanding where the board will end up pairing in that third round. But again, if it's BPA, I wouldn't be surprised if they go edge yeah. uh, and secure some more depth. No, I agree, because I, I, I honestly think that Austin Bryant, I know they signed him. He's a free agent signing this offseason, but I don't know. I, I'm just not, like, too high on the guy. Obviously, he's had a lot of injuries, and he's got to play his way onto this roster, just like Alex Barrett. So that's where I'm saying, yeah, you, you're right. I think that edge is still an issue, um, and they can absolutely add some depth there. But, yeah, I, I think that's a good point. Double dip in, in the draft. Maybe they look into an undrafted guy, because they always find these late-round type guys. But then you have to look at it and say, if they draft one of these guys, how much snaps are, are we going to expect them to play? So then it goes back to, will they take an edge just to redshirt them? Um, and, and that's always the question with these rookies is how much are they going to play? So, again, that's why I think maybe having 11 picks may not ultimately be the end of the draft. But you're right. You did make a good point with the, the fact that last year was the first year. They actually didn't trade. I was so surprised. I was going – I was waiting. I was waiting for an announcement to say, okay, Niners traded up. Nine. And they didn't. They just drafted all their players. And now we have those guys from last year, and they're here to kind of uh, take that second-year leap. Although uh, the kid out of Penn State they drafted last year, he didn't make the final roster, and then he got signed by Washington. So nope. you never uh, yeah. So again, if they have so many draft picks, you may end up not being able to keep them all because of you know how good this roster already is. So we'll see how it goes. Um, 
Now, speaking of, you said defensive tackles, there's quite a bit of them on this team. Uh, do you even expect them to take another defensive tackle? Or then you got Arik Armstead there, who we did mention edge, right? What if they were to move him out and slide him to, to edge a little bit? He's, he's kind of slim and trim this offseason. What do you think about moving him over to edge? Or maybe at least taking a few snaps um, in that spot? Because they are deep at defensive tackle uh, relative to edge. I think both work. First, on the draft itself, do I think they'll take a defensive tackle? Really depends on the board pairing. Defensive tackle is an all right class this year. I, I don't know if they're going to look to target defensive tackle um, uh, early in the draft. I think they look to see, can the board, um, can, can, can we get a the best player available? And if it's a position that we like. Defensive tackle, I think they're going to look for these edge tackle flexibility guys, but understanding also they've got a strong group of tackles uh, in, in with the guys they re-signed because Kevin Givens, T.Y. McGill are all back in addition to the guys they currently have alongside Javon Hargrave. Armstead at edge, I think that that's a possibility, especially on earlier downs um, because Armstead's a good run defender, and having him and Bosa had a lot helping set the edge takes a little bit of pressure off Drake Jackson as he tries to get bigger, but also – uh, you're trying to put your best four players out. You've got some good run defenders on the interior. You put one of them with Hargrave. You put Bosa and Armstead on the edge. That could definitely help. Um, now, as a pass rusher, we'll see, because I think they like Jack- Jackson's potential as a pass rusher, and I think they want to experiment with the two guys on the interior uh, to help disrupt in uh, in pass rushing situations. But I think you could see Armstead getting some edge reps this year. Yeah, no, I agree. Because, you know, uh, like you said, you can get those flexible guys that can kind of go inside, outside. Amenahu, he was a guy. He kind of played a little bit outside. He kind of played a little bit inside. So he can move him around. But at the end of the day, depth in the interior is great. So I'm, I'm happy about that, especially with the addition of Hargrave. I'm excited to see that. Um, now, switching back on the other side, we did obviously mention briefly drafting a quarterback in this draft. So I know they've met a lot with DTR, a couple other guys, Jake Hayner. You know, there's there's been some other mentions of other quarterbacks. There's quite a bit. I feel like if the 49ers do go after a quarterback, it's going to be one of those more um, seasoned veteran type, you know, quarterbacks. You got guys that have been in the league, you know, in college for a little bit. You got to get the get, uh, the kid Duggan from uh, Duggar from uh, TCU, a guy like that. You know, maybe he fits the mold. You know, guys have been playing for a little bit more. It's like Purdy, you know, he was a four-year starter at Iowa State. So I feel like if they do take a quarterback, it's going to be a little bit more, uh, a guy with a little bit more seasoning. But uh, I don't know. What do you think? You think that they do draft the quarterback? They've met with the quite a bit. Um, we've had quarterback issues over the last couple of years, obviously injuries. You always want to make sure you're, you're protecting yourself and having depth. They drafted a quarterback last year, Brock Purdy, ended up being leader of the clubhouse, you know, and uh, I don't know. It's interesting. And then you got all the rumors swirling around. So where do you think they go with this draft in terms of quarterback? Um, you think they draft one early, wait till the end, or do you don't even think that they draft a quarterback? I think quarterback will be on their mind. I, I, I definitely do. Um, as for when they draft is interesting um, because to me, the way that the quarterback will go this, this year, the 49ers, I think will want to get a quarterback that they can stash on, uh, on their, uh, on their practice squad. Here's why. I don't believe Trey Lance gets traded. I think Brock Purdy's a part of the plans. And I think they, they signed Sam Darnold, who's going to be on the active roster. You already have your three quarterbacks on your 53-man roster. Teams don't carry four. It's even rare that teams carry three. Only 25% of NFL teams carry three quarterbacks. San Francisco has their three. And regardless of what happens to Purdy to begin the year, even if he begins the year on PUP or IR, 
I don't think that at some point he'll return, and I don't think that uh, you keep that other quarterback, whoever you draft, on the active roster. Now, why is this important? I think it changes the outlook of who you believe they draft uh, because a lot of people want uh, some high-end names, potentially. Jake Hayner was one of them. Maybe even Dorian Thompson-Robinson is another name that you believe can be selected. I think that they can get claimed, though, if you look to cut him and then you lose what you waste the draft pick pretty much because you weren't able to retain the guy. I think they look for, you know, maybe a late round quarterback, maybe even a UDFA quarterback if they don't find good value or if there are a lot of quarterbacks that are sliding. And a fairly deep class, a guy like Clayton Toon out of Houston in the sixth round, I think is a good scheme fit for the 49ers. They can probably keep him on the practice squad. He can develop for a year and then take over Sam Donald's spot next year once Donald uh, exits uh, into free agency. I think that that's going to be their goal. Get a guy who they can get onto the practice squad for a year and then come back and serve as their third quarterback next year. <clears throat> but they're going to at least sign one more quarterback, be it via the draft or undrafted free agency, because in the offseason, you need at least three quarterbacks to complete all the drills. The 49ers right now, they're in a shortage. They only have two quarterbacks on their current roster. They only have Lance and Darnold. You need at least three quarterbacks to fulfill all the drills. And with Purdy's injury, likely for the entirety of the offseason, you're going to need another guy there. And so to me, I think they're going to look to get another quarterback, be it in the late rounds or in the UDFA pool. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, I think Randy has the same thought. He says uh, UDFA quarterback to the practice squad. It makes sense. You know, uh, if you got your three quarterbacks and, you know, uh, you're not in the same situation as you were last year, I think that makes sense. You get a guy, Sam leaves next year, boom, you replace him with whoever you draft. But you never know. Maybe a guy steals the show because I don't think anybody expected Brock Purdy to come in last year and uh, put it, you know, put himself in position to be on the active roster. I mean, they had, you know, Nate Sudfeld, here comes Brock Purdy. You know, he did good enough where they felt like if they were to, if they were going to cut him, he'd probably get claimed. So you never know. You never know. It's going to be interesting. I think uh, Red Eye says it's all speculation. We'll know in seven days. That's, that's pretty much it. All, everything that everybody's talking about, all the rumors, all the trade rumors, it's all speculation right now. We won't know. For another week. We only got one more week, though. That's the good news is it, it's finally coming to an end, and we'll finally know eventually. Um, I mean, it's just been crazy amount of rumors every year, every year with this team, man. It's just rumor after rumor after rumor after rumor. So now I'm going to switch, and, and we're talking about rumors. Now I'm going to ask you to make a hot take. What's your big prediction next week? I know you said Elijah Mitchell you think gets traded or, or is the most likely to get traded. I should rephrase that. Um, on this team. Give me a bold prediction. What's something you think will happen next week? Uh, like that you feel it in your gut, like, man, this, this is going to happen. What do you think? I don't think Brandon Ayuk gets traded. I don't think Trey Lance gets traded. I think that those two get eliminated. I do think Elijah Mitchell has a good chance to get traded. Uh, laid out the logic. As for a hot take, I think the 49ers are going to trade down. I, I don't know if they're going to, when I look at a trade up, I'm looking at right tackle. And to me, I think a run on right tackle is going to just happen a little too early for their liking. Second round, maybe the early third round, but they don't get enough of a package to trade up. And then they don't get one of their the, the top tackles on their market and instead look to select in the fourth round. At 99, 101, and 102, I don't think they're going to select three straight times in four picks. I think they look to move one of those picks down into the fourth round, accumulate assets between 102 and 155, and then even at their class throughout the rest of the period while selecting high-end talent 
kind of in that end of the uh, middle of the fourth. They, they're going to try and target more value in that fourth, fifth round uh, compared to what they currently have. I think that's my bold prediction, more so of a trade down. Yeah. Okay. I like it. I think um, that's a good take. Honestly, bold prediction. I, I think that they do trade up and, and they maybe move into the earlier third round, maybe back into the second round. I, I think they find a way to make it into that, that pick and they uh, go after, like you said, an edge or a tackle, one of those positions. I think there's going to be somebody that they like enough. And I think that on Monday, John Lynch will say that Brandon Ayuk will have signed his fifth-year option officially. I think Monday will be the day because um, last year, the Monday before the pre-draft uh, conference before the draft, John Lynch said that Nick Bosa was picking up his – or they picked up Nick Bosa's fifth-year option. So I feel like it's the timing is going to be the same thing. This team has, you know, their same tendencies, kind of uh, you follow the lead, the tea leaves, you kind of can pick up on things. Last year on his pre Draft press conference. That's when he announced Nick Bosa. So I think the same thing's going to happen this year. He's going to announce Brandon Ayuk, and I don't think they're going to trade him. I don't think they're going to trade Trey Lance. So I do think that somehow though they'll figure out a way to um, trade up early, you know, early third, late second, and maybe it'll be future picks. Um, a team that's willing to give up something for future picks. I don't know. I I just feel like they'll somehow find a way to move up a little bit, but. Um, yeah, that that's it. Overall, I think that's pretty much the biggest thing that happens. I don't think they trade Trey or I don't think they trade Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, I think that's a good take. I think um, I, I could very much envision them trading up. Uh, and obviously, if you trade up, you're, they're, they're likely targeting a player or two, a certain player or so. And I mean, after last year where there was no action, wouldn't uh, wouldn't be opposed to a trade up. And I'll, I'll make this bull prediction. If they trade up, I think they move one of their 2024 third rounders. I don't know if they, like, they got a good amount of 2023 capital. But if they trade up, I think they're going to package um, that uh, some of their 2023 capital with a 2024 third rounder. Understanding that with the compensatory formula, they're going to get a couple more third rounders next year. I don't think that they'd be um, too mad moving their own or one of the third rounders they currently have. next year i think that that could be a good uh, a part of their deal um with the team again this is gonna with if you're using 2024 capital this is gonna be a team with pretty solid flexibility right now not necessarily too bad of a job security understanding that they could likely make that draft next year yeah that's what i mean like if, if they're gonna make a trade uh, they're gonna utilize some type of future pick and i think 2024 uh future picks would probably be good enough but yeah you're absolutely right it's got to be with a team that's you know, not in a rebuild mode. They're pretty solid. They they like their team. They're oh, okay. We'll take a few picks next year to let you take this spot. So absolutely, I think that's true. I, I agree with that. And I yeah, I think it's gonna be a future, maybe maybe even a future second, um, because you know, 49ers, man, they just get so much draft picks every year. With you know, when they lose players, when they lose coaches, they do a good job of getting all these comp picks. So to them, I think that it's okay for them to lose a certain amount of picks because they know they're gonna get them right back. Just like the CMC trade. Well, I remember we talked about that was. Yeah, they gave up all these picks, and if you really think about it, it was just a second-round pick because they ended up getting all that, you know, draft package, all the draft capital back. So the 49ers are right. so smart in making sure they have ammunition to move around, and they know they're gonna re- they're gonna get it back. So I, I agree. A future pick for them is like free money. So I agree. Yeah, it, it, that's exactly how it is. Yeah, it's uh, good stuff, man. Um, let's see. I think that's pretty much it. I mean, not a lot of news today, obviously. 
everybody's excited for the draft. Everybody's sick and tired of these rumors, man. I, I know I am. I'm just tired of these rumors. I hope uh, draft day comes sooner rather than later so we can just sit here and put all these rumors away. Or if they come to fruition, then we can have crazy content and talk about it all. But um, I'm pretty sure none of that stuff's going to happen. But uh, any other last-minute things you want to talk about there, Rohan? Anything you got on your mind that you uh, we may have missed today? Talking about okay, so some last minute things. Let's let's. I want to talk about one thing because we talked about the leak, and this is a topic I talked about a little earlier. Do you think there's a divide between Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch right now, uh, understanding the quarterback situation as it is? I don't know if there's necessarily a divide, but I do think that they like certain play. Like they both are tuned into different aspects of quarterback because I don't think they're on the same page sometimes with quarterbacks. You know, if you remember back in 2017, they didn't even really look into the quarterback era you know they were there's Solomon Thomas but in my mind obviously I think Kyle Shanahan was looking towards Kirk Cousins but you got it if you're taking over a team you have to at least have the conversation of saying let's go look at some of these quarterbacks and and I don't know maybe John wanted it maybe Kyle didn't because he was so hell-bent on Kirk Cousins I don't know and then if you flash forward a couple years you know it was Mac Jones Trey Lance and and Kyle's admitted you know it was between in his eyes Kyle Shanahan said, you know, it was, it was Mac or Trey, and Trey won him over. I, in, in my eyes, I feel like maybe Kyle wanted Mac, and, and, you know, whatever persuaded him. Maybe it was John Lynch that said, hey, look, I like Trey Lance. Let's go get Trey Lance, and he persuaded him enough. So I do think that they may have some, not necessarily dissension, but they don't always see eye to eye on the traits that they're looking for in quarterbacks. I, I do feel like there is some, again, I don't want to say, like, tension or I don't want to use that word I just that I think that they have different views on who should be quarterback of this team in, in their terms of how they envision the offense and obviously Kyle's the the offensive guy he's calling the shots and you know sometimes John Lynch even says he goes oh yeah that's Kyle's uh, critique that's his assessment he's the quarterback coach he's the he's the coach he's the guy that knows the plays so sometimes John will like defer to him so I feel like yeah Kyle has a certain say on what quarterback is but then I think John has his own eye in saying, you know what, I think this is what I would like as a quarterback. So I do see there's some disagreement there. What do you think? I, I do think that there is somewhat of a divide. I think you you break it down <coughs> pretty, pretty well. Uh, and I think that, yeah, I, I do think that there is a portion of it is on the quarterback. So I think there's uh, several other decisions as well. Um, yeah, they were off page in 2017 when obviously – uh, John wanted Garoppolo. Kyle wanted Kirk Cousins. That ended up not going to fruition. You ended up sticking with Garoppolo. I mean, I do think that there is some uh, a little bit of difference. I, I think Kyle Shanahan understands that Trey Lance is his guy um, because he's the guy who selected him. Mac Jones was obviously a name floated in the building. Do I think that it's anything that's harmful to the organization? Not necessarily, but I do think that there, yeah, there is some uh, disconnect. Um, at times between the two. Yeah, I don't think they're going to agree on everything, but I feel like at some point they have to learn. I think they learned that they got to compromise and, and kind of talk it out and realize what's best for the team. But I, I absolutely think that they've had some discussions where they're like, well, I like this because of that. I like this because of that. I'm, I'm sure. Like, I would love to be a fly on the wall to hear their discussions, and especially in the quarterback, man, because that 2021 draft, I honestly feel that, there was probably a lot of arguments during that because I've heard so many different things around that time when they would walk out of the, you know, the draft conferences and they were just like, there's like steam coming out of people's heads. You know, Mike McDaniel was there and, 
you know, Ron, Rand Carthon and, and Demi, all these guys were coming out and you just see like people were like, so I'm sure it wasn't just them. I'm sure there was a lot of other people that had their say on who they want and their say on who they want. And it's just like a fan base. We're divided. You know, we're all seeing things different ways. Absolutely. I'm sure that Kyle and John see things in so many different ways when it comes to the certain players they want on the team. But ultimately, they compromise and make what's best for the team and, you know, in their eyes. But I, I feel like overall they've done a great job. But, yeah, this quarterback position has been so just unstable. And I feel like it's just let, – let's just, I just want it to be figured out and get a quarterback that we can – count on for a year after a year because every year i'm sitting i'm sitting here in front welcome of this- to the 49ers yeah i'm sitting here in front of this camera talking about what do you think about the quarterback bro every single year so hopefully this year is the year where they figure it out man <laughs> well we'll see we're uh we're up for a fun one we'll see but uh, hey it's definitely been a, a fun show fun show for sure yeah good stuff shout out to the chat appreciate you guys shout out to my boy rohan uh, you got anything cooking uh, this week? Next week, you got plans for the draft? What's up? What's What's Rohan doing? Yeah, definitely. Content will be uh will be out uh, during the draft. I think um, you know, we'll, we'll we'll definitely have content the week of the draft. We'll have content coming up into the draft, talking about the different different things. And I think that um, yeah, it's gonna be a fun week. Rumors obviously are gonna fly. Lynch speaks Monday. We'll definitely be live after Lynch speaks Monday. I think I'm going to go live with John Chapman. We'll see if we end up talking as well soon. But, uh, hey, it's been a fun time. Yeah, hit me up. We've got to definitely talk something about the draft next week. Um, yeah, next Monday. I can't wait for John Lynch. I'm sure everybody's going to be talking about what John Lynch was talking about. And Mimi, last last thing, she says, is it fair to say it's obvious Kyle wants Purdy to be the starter? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm, I mean, he made it pretty obvious that when he says he's the, the leader and if he was healthy, it would be such an easy decision. So, yeah, I think that's – fair to say in my eyes we'll see i don't know we'll see <laughs> he said we'll see now he left him on a cliffhanger <laughs> i think this 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 offseason is just going to be a very fun one that's that's how i feel okay we'll be we'll see i'll be there to see with you i can't wait man take care rohan have a good rest of your night take care chat um go warriors tonight that's all i gotta say hey that that game's gonna be a fun one yeah i agree it's gonna be fun times shout out to the warriors let's win this for draymond and we out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.